AMC Stock. Uh, AMC Stock has been doing some amazing things. Uh, AMC Stock's kind of going crazy. And so uh, given that AMC went up, I want to say almost 20% last night, 19.16%. I thought I'd talk about AMC again. We talked about AMC yesterday, but I've done some more research. And uh, you'd be shocked to find out some of the information that I unearthed about this company uh, that might be interesting in terms of how you decide to move forward with this crazy situation. So we're going to talk about AMC. We're also going to talk a little bit about Dogecoin and what's going on over there. So get comfortable, buck up your seatbelt. We're going to get started on the Black Financial Channel right now. Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome to the Black Financial Channel. That's theblackfinancialchannel.com. My name is Dr. Boyce Watkins. I am your friendly neighborhood finance professor. On the Black Financial Channel, we talk about economics, stocks, investing, and financial topics every single day of the week. Uh, but one condition, the condition is that we talk about things from a black perspective. So you don't have to be black to be here. Uh, we don't hate anybody. We don't tell anybody they can't come in here. But we need you to understand that uh, we were doing black. We were fixing Black Wall Street before people started talking about it. I'm glad people are talking about Black Wall Street, but Black Wall Street has been resurrected and it lives right here. We put our community at the top of the priority list and our calling card is B1, hashtag B and the number one. So if you are not black and you really want to be a true ally, then support the B1 philosophy. Put your money where your mouth is. Start writing checks. Start supporting black businesses. Start helping black folks get access to capital. Help all these black entrepreneurs get their money. Reparations, big money. That's what we want. We want to be wealthy like everybody else. I don't really care if you tell me black lives matter. Show me that black money matters too. That's very important also because if you got more money, then you can protect more lives and that's what we want to do. So put your hashtag B1 in the chat if you agree. Um, I see Sherwin and Carl and Tequila and Pam and Darlene and uh, Shalita and Reese Guy and Tanya Shell and uh, a few other people. Good to see you. Good to see you. Good to see you. Okay, so uh, give me a yes or no. Uh, did anybody know what happened with AMC stock last night? Are you aware Give me a yes or no in the chat if you are aware of what's going on with uh, AMC uh, right now. Uh, AMC is, uh, oof, Lord, there's a lot happening with AMC stock. Uh, AMC is, uh, it, it went up another 19% last, last night, and actually it's up to 19.57%, uh, to be more precise. And uh, it's at $38 a share. Um, I never expected that to happen, but I think that's really awesome. Um, even I dipped in a little bit. I made a little bit of money. I said, okay, let me pop in here and buy me buy, buy a little bit. Just see what this is just to jump in on the fun. And I made my money and I made my money and I dipped. Uh, one thing I do as an investor is I don't get into FOMO. I don't get into greed. I just want to make my cut and go on with my life. I do not need to make all the money. I just want to make some of the money. Uh, now, Tanya says she's holding 445 shares. Uh, let's see. P.S. says, is it, is it too late to buy the shares or is buying puts a better strategy now? That's the thing. Uh, that's the thing. Nobody really knows for sure. I mean, people are going to make predictions, right? People are going to make predictions. But I can just tell you with complete certainty that nobody really knows what's going to happen. It's like asking me, should I bet on heads or should I bet on tails? Or going to the casino and saying, should I bet on red or should I bet on black? And then if it goes to if you bet on red and it goes to red, somebody be like, see, I told you. I knew it. I knew it. You didn't know it. You got lucky. You got lucky. There's a difference between knowing what's going to happen and getting lucky. So, um, you know, I, I, you know, the, the thing about uh, uh, AMC is it's a little Dogecoin-ish in the sense that nobody knows what a high price is or a low price is before the fact. You only know after the fact. You only know when you can look back at the past and you can kind of say, okay, this uh, th this price, you know, was is 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 much higher. 
than what the price used to be. So that price in the past was a low price, right? That's the only way you know. You really don't know until you know. So um, I can sit here and say, well, well, according to my expert opinion, you, you should certainly buy now because uh, the upside is tremendous. And, the, and, and <laughs> nobody knows. I'm not going to say any lie to you, okay? But um, I can say this. Uh, it's really not so much a matter of knowing for sure what's going to happen. It's really a matter of deciding, do you want to get on the ride? That's really it. Do you want to get on the ride? Uh, do you want ex- Do you want exposure to the risk? Uh, outcomes are not typically certain when it comes to predicting the stock price. There's something called the random walk hypothesis, which kind of explains all that away. Um, but you know, what is predictable, what is certain, is the risk that you're exposed to. So, what are the risks? What are the potential outcomes? Right. So it's easy, it's like like talking about a basketball game. If the Lakers are playing the Suns, um, you don't know for sure who's going to win the next game, but you could talk about the factors that can play out in terms of determining the outcome. Like I could say, well, if LeBron James and Anthony Davis have a great game, they're going to be unstoppable. But if they don't play well and the bench doesn't show up, then the Suns are going to win, right? And, and, and so so knowing those different factors is really how you really understand a situation like this. So, so let's talk about some of the factors with AMC. Do me a favor, hit the thumbs up button, hit the thumbs up, share, subscribe button if you haven't done it yet. Also, if you care about your kids and want them to dig deeper into financial education, we have Black-owned financial workbooks uh, and, and flashcards that we created with black experts. So feel free to go to uh, financialworkbooks.com. That's financialworkbooks.com. All right. So uh, now here's the thing. Uh, now, Dr. Hawk, I, D-Hawk, I did not tell people to sell last week. So if you say that I told people to sell, then you clearly are new to the channel. Uh, you weren't paying attention because I don't tell people to sell or buy their stock. I never do that. I tell, I might tell you what I'm planning on doing, or I might tell you what could happen or what, why I'm walking away from it or why I'm walking toward it. But I never tell you what to do. So because anybody who's any expert, any so-called financial expert who's always telling you, you must sell, you must buy. People like that are are, um, are are manipulating you. They're not giving you uh, the, the reliable information because, again, I have a 50-50 chance of being correct a lot of times, right? And so now what you can tell somebody when it comes to investment is you can tell them what's probably going to happen in the next five or 10 years. Like I can tell you that crypto and the blockchain is probably going to grow over the next five or 10 years. That's like a Kathy Wood kind of analysis uh, over at ARC. But I cannot tell you what Bitcoin is going to do next week. No, Nobody can really tell you that. So so don't fall into the hype. Uh, that's bad information. Uh, people like that will cause you to go crazy uh, trying to constantly chase your tail. Now, with AMC, here's the deal with AMC. Um, their CEO, Adam Aaron, uh, God bless him. This guy is really, really, really buying into the, the AMC stock craze. Uh, Aaron, Adam Aaron is uh, in the earnings calls, and he's talking to uh, all the Army of Reddit investors. He's talking to them directly. I think I don't think that's a bad strategy. Uh, I like the fact that he's embracing what's happening. He's looking at reality and saying, okay, I need to be more of a populist CEO. Um, I, need, <clears throat> I need to be more of a populist guy where I'm going to connect with all the people that are buying into our company and helping us to get rich. And he has good reason to do that. Uh, at the start of this whole boom, uh, maybe about two weeks ago, before it all began, maybe less, let's say you go back two weeks, Adam Aaron's total stock holdings were worth about $8 million. That's how much, that's about how much it was worth. Now Adam Aaron's holdings are worth about $130 million. So Adam Aaron, the CEO of, <coughs> excuse me, of AMC has made about $122 million since this started. He probably made another 30 or $40 million this morning. So good for him. I think that's great. 
Now, here's what's interesting. Uh, the next question you want to ask when you're looking at the insiders who know about the company, they know about the prospects, they know what the company is going to probably do. They don't always know what the stock is going to do because you can't predict you can't predict irrational behavior, right? Like it's like trying to predict what your crazy cousin is going to say next. You can't predict your crazy cousin. Stop acting. You don't really, you don't really know for sure. You kind of think you might know, but you really don't know, right? So nobody knows exactly what's going to happen here because this is not tied to fundamental valuation. This is not tied to, there's nothing in the AMC balance sheet. Let me just make this clear. There's nothing in their earnings reports. There's nothing in their uh, revenue streams that tells you that this valuation makes sense. There's nothing there. This company <clears throat> at $38 a share has a market, a market cap of, what is the market cap? Let me see. $16.75 billion. $16.75 billion. So let's see here. Um, let's see. AMC. Let's look at, let's see, AMC profits uh, for 2019. Let's see how much profitability. Okay, so AMC, uh, let's see, their, their, their annual revenue uh, per year, uh, about $5 billion a year. Now, uh, let's see here. What is their, I want to see what their uh, what their revenue minus expenses is, though, or earnings per share. Let's get earnings earnings per share. Let's see here. Um, let's see, Reven, AMC earnings. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, yeah, it looks like uh, for 2019, total revenue was 5.4 billion. Uh, net loss, they had a net loss of 149 million compared to net earnings of 110 million in 2018. So they were their 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 earnings were dropping. Uh, this is before the pandemic. This is before all the theaters started shutting down. Movie theaters were losing power because all the big studios were starting to negotiate in a different way because uh, you have things like Netflix come along and Netflix is like, screw you. Like we don't need the theaters and we don't need, we're not doing release big releases in, in the theaters. We don't care. We're not telling anybody what our box office numbers are. That whole tradition is going to go out the window. So there was already a back and forth between, you know, companies like AMC and, uh, and people that were making films that was already happening before the pandemic. So then what happens is imagine you're negotiating with somebody and it's getting ugly. It's getting nasty. You're going back and forth, back and forth. Let's say it's like your ex-wife or your ex-husband and you're in court and you're like, yeah, I don't like you. And they're, they're like, well, I don't like you either. And you're going back and forth and you're having this like ugly game, like War of the Roses. Uh, if anybody remembers that movie where you start doing these underhanded things to try to get a leg up. But then and then they they do something underhanded. And they get leg up on you. And it's like 50-50 back and forth, like a battle royale, right? Then imagine if suddenly out of the blue, your spouse, um, God forbid, they, they get cancer. Right in the middle of the negotiation, they get cancer, and suddenly they're not a formidable adversary anymore. Suddenly they're so defeated and so downtrodden that you almost start feeling sorry for them. At the very least, they're, they're not going to win the negotiation because they don't have the energy to fight you anymore. They're going to be like, look, I'll sign the documents. Just what, whatever you need. Just I, I just want to get out of this, right? AMC is like that that spouse they got cancer. AMC and all the movie chains, uh, and AMC was a big one. They make $5 billion a year. They were going back and forth with the studios and it was getting it was getting gangster. It was getting like the Crips and the Bloods. And suddenly, AMC was crippled. Crippled like the Soviet Union was when Ronald Reagan said, Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. And the whole Soviet Union broke apart. Well, suddenly, you didn't have two superpowers anymore. You had one, right? Well, AMC uh, kind of went through that. And so the pandemic took away almost every probability at that time for AMC to really become as strong as they wanted to be and to fight back against uh, what I perceive to be inevitable change, that that you're not going to stop streaming services. Disney's only going to get bigger. Netflix is only going to get bigger. 
HBO Max is only going to get bigger. And every time they got bigger and started getting consistent monthly revenue from subscribers, they started realizing we really don't need the movie theaters anymore. So AMC's big dilemma is this. How do we take advantage of the populist appeal that's being given to us by these investors who suddenly taken an interest in our stock? We don't really know what happened, but maybe white Jesus, black Jesus, and baby Jesus all got together to bless us and give us this opportunity to take a company that is probably worth maybe, I don't know, uh, $3 billion, $2 billion, $4 billion. I, I, wouldn't pay, I wouldn't pay $4 billion for it, but somebody might, uh, and, and turn it into a $16 billion company. Uh, how do we maximize that? Well, you know, uh, I like the CEO. The CEO, um, Adam Aaron, is is embracing that. He's he's using guerrilla means in in the in the uh, earnings calls. He's he's doing all these things that really show how desperate they were for anything. Like they're like, just give us any hope whatsoever that we can make this company work. And also to Aaron, Adam Aaron's credit, he has not sold any of the shares. Uh, he he had, he had about uh, four point two million shares. He sold none of them, which uh, is very smart on his part because if you sell, if he sell, if he were to sell out. When everybody else was was battling, then what he does is he loses his status as the fearless leader of this Reddit revolution that's de- determined for whatever reason to make AMC great again, right? They want to make it so like maybe um uh, maybe it's like a MAGA thing instead of a uh, instead of being make America great again, it's make AMC great again, right? So the so the MAGA rally is 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 in full force, and Adam Aaron must hold his shares in order to send a signal to investors that he's in it with them. Now, I get that. That makes total sense. But not everybody on his team is on board. Not everybody in the AMC executive suite is holding their shares. Uh, What has been reported is that the chief content officer has sold a million dollars worth of shares. Uh, The general counsel has sold a million dollars worth of shares, about a million. The COO has sold like crazy. Uh, There's another company called Mudrick Capital. They bought 8.5 million shares of AMC. And when they saw that the prices were shooting up like crazy. They said, oh, we got to get the hell up out of here. This is, let's take our money and run, right? They're like, no, 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 we're not, we're not trying to hold on. Uh, we're not doing a hodl. We don't do hodls with billions of dollars of our clients' money. We're going to get our client their, their little piece of paper and bounce. And uh, and that philosophy makes sense. I mean, that was kind of what I did. I jumped in, bought some shares. They went up like, you know, 20, 30% in, the, in one day. I sold my shares. I took my money. I said, hey, babe, I put some money in the account go and uh, finish paying for the wedding, right? Or whatever, right? And so, so, uh, so you know, but, but then there's like this whole other conversation about, uh, there's two folds, two parts of this, actually, I want to dig into. Do me a favor, hit the thumbs up button. Please hit the thumbs up, share, subscribe button right now. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. We're building Black-owned media. We can really use your help. So everybody take a moment, hit the subscribe button and put a hashtag B1 in the chat after you do subscribe or thumbs up. Uh, the video real quick so that everybody in the algorithm can see this video. Also, as a gift to you, if you want to get deeper and better at investing, you can go to firstshareofstock.com. I have a great video there that teaches you what you need to know about investing for the rest of your life in about 11 minutes. So uh, the video has been seen by over a million people. Our goal is to get 10 million black people invested in the stock markets. And if you're not black, you can be here. That's totally fine. But think of, think of the black business school like Notre Dame University. That's a good analogy. Notre Dame is a Catholic school. They are, we're B1, they're C1. They put Catholic, they put Catholicism first. So uh, you don't have to be Catholic to go to Notre Dame, but you have to understand that they are built uh, on behalf of the Catholic community, right? So the black business school is the same way. We have some students who are not black who want to be down and that's totally cool. But at the same time, we have to build our community because if we don't do it, nobody else will. I do not trust the government. Now, with that said, um, they said that the CEO, uh, Aaron Adam Aaron, isn't selling uh, his AMC shares. That's totally cool. However, however, 
here's the thing. That's kind of a deceptive statement, actually, um, because if, if, if he tells me he's not selling and I, I totally get that, I'd like to know, well, what else are you doing with your portfolio? Because you don't have to sell your stock in order to uh, either protect your investment or to minimize your exposure. Uh, it would be almost illogical for him to have a, a substantial proportion of his wealth tied up in not just one stock, but also one stock that tends that's kind of inflated right now. It would absolutely make no no investment sense. So his investment advisor probably helped him set up a strategy where he can sell out a little bit without actually having to sell completely or without giving the impression that he's walking away. Right. So that might mean basic things like, um, you know, uh, uh, put options, like buying some put options, uh, which is basically insurance to protect yourself against the downside. It might mean selling some call options, like taking the shares you have. That's what I did. I sold some calls. I, I told my homeboy, he, he, when we play, um, we go on uh, my Twitch channel, which is Twitch, uh, which is Dr. Boyce Walkers. You find me on Twitch. And we'll talk about stocks while we're playing Call of Duty. And uh, and I said, hey, bro, uh, I said, yeah, if you buy AMC, that's cool, but but don't, but minimize your exposure. Sell those calls immediately so you can get that bread because people are pushing up the prices of these options because everybody wants to buy the options. So you want to buy low, sell high. So go ahead and sell those options, get your money, and be careful, man. Do not think that you're going to ride this train forever because nobody knows when Cinderella's carriage is going to turn into a pumpkin. Nobody knows when the whole building is going to burn down. Nobody knows when the whole pump and dump uh, becomes more dump than it is pump. Now, they could be pumping forever. They could go on and, and just own this company, push the price up to $400 a share and own it, you know, and just make this company into this behemoth. I don't know if they're going to do that, but but I don't want to stick around to find out because I'm talking about my family's money. I'm not going to put my family's money out there and bet it on a bunch of people on Reddit that I don't even know. All right. So the other uh, thing is, oh, here's another piece too. While Adam Aaron, the CEO of AMC, isn't selling his shares. The company is selling shares, right? So he's not selling, but the company's selling. The company's issuing tons of stock. They're issuing tons of stock because they too see that, holy crap, this is this is the getting's good. We want to get it while the getting is good. Too Short had a song like that. You should be getting it, getting while the getting is good. Anybody remember that song? It was a great song. He put that song out after the Million Man March. One of my favorite songs of all time. Well, you know, they're getting it while the getting is good. They're, they're going to go ahead and keep selling and raise as much money as possible. And that's not such a terrible thing. On one hand, you can make the argument like, well, you're selling, you're, you're selling shares. So that must mean you think the price is too high. That's a possibility. But one thing that I like about the, their strategy, though, is that they're selling the shares to pay down the debt. One of the biggest problems with AMC is that they have so much debt that when they do make five and, and expenses are pretty high as well, where, you know, when you make five billion dollars or whatever, you know, they, they probably won't make five billion for a while because they got to recover from the pandemic. Your expenses and your debt service is so high that you can't even make a profit. Your earnings per share is nothing. So uh, perhaps what needs to occur is they need to have some higher uh, they need to be able to get better guidance in terms of being able to say, hey, we're going to have you know positive earnings per share or earnings per share is going to go up more than expectations. And then that's going to be good news, which will further confirm the uh, the, the uh, seemingly irrational expectations of their existing investors who don't seem to care a lot about fundamentals. But if you have a big headline that says AMC made more money this year than it's ever made. Well, that's pretty cool. Or made a higher profit than it's ever made. I don't know if they could, they could match their revenue. So um, the thing is that right now, according to Bank of America, AMC and GameStop are still the most the two most talked about stocks on Reddit. That's a big deal. Now what's happened is Wall Street is hip to the game. Wall Street's watching Reddit now. They uh, I forgot what the name of that company or that website was. Uh, gosh, I can't. I got um, But they have websites now where they track the number of times a certain stock is mentioned on the site. There are indexes now. Remember, when the um, 
you know, remember when when you know when money's being made, Wall Street always pays attention. And the thing about Wall Street, uh, the people that really make the money on Wall Street is they're not emotional about it. Their their egos are not tied up into it in terms of uh, thinking that they have to be right or wrong. They'll look at it and they just look at it. They, it's, but in their mind, it's like it is what it is. Let's figure out what it is. Let's figure out the game so that we can figure out how to make this make money from this. So what they're seeing is they're seeing this Reddit revolution and they're tracking this. They have experts now and analysts and software and bots that are counting the number of times a stock is mentioned on Reddit so they can go back and report to their clients. I get these letters. I get these client letters from places like Bank of America and Merrill Lynch and others where they all where they're like, oh, you know, this company, these are the 10 companies most mentioned on Reddit. So any of these companies could blow. So investors, you know, who don't really give a damn about being an AMC ape or whatever, all this stuff, they, they have these names now, they nicknames AMC gorillas and stuff. Um, you know, they don't care about that. They're like, okay, well, cool. Then I'm going to buy all these stocks so that when one of them pops, I'll be there to make money when it happens, right? And so uh, so right now, AMC and GameStop are, are still uh, the most highly mentioned uh, on, on Reddit. And uh, also, uh, the interesting thing is that Adam Aaron mentioned that 80% of their shares are owned by, or owned by, excuse me, owned by 3.2 million investors. So he's re- he's sort of recognizing these individuals that he's hoping will become brand loyalty advocates that will allow AMC to really again MAGA make AMC great again, right? They, so they do it. He's doing a MAGA rally on every earnings report to say, "Let's make AMC great again. Let's make AMC great again." And and and, and, and he's tweeting, "Let's make AMC great again." He's not saying that, but that's what he means. And uh, and people um, seem to really love this, right? They love it right now. Now here's the question. Here's the bottom line. Here's the million dollar, uh, the, the million dollar question in my mind, or maybe it's probably the billion dollar question now because there is a lot of money at stake. Everybody's, you know, into AMC, and and a lot of people are really enthusiastic about AMC. Uh, the interesting thing to me is that there's a lot of um, sometimes that interest can be fleeting, right? Like you know, you think about it like love, right? Has anybody ever been in love before, where somebody like tells you that they want to be with you forever, and you're the greatest thing they ever met, and they can't imagine their lives without you? But then they're gone next week, right? <laughs> and you're like, damn, what happened? Like, I thought we were an item. I thought we were the, I thought, girl, I thought you loved me, girl, right? And and, and you and then you realize, like, that she's a girl that's just finding herself, right? She's just, you know, she, she falls in love with a new guy maybe once every two or three months, right? And that's the love of her life every two or three months. Um, I'm really curious, and I don't know the answer to this. I really don't. Um, you know, Adam Aaron, he's clearly in love with AMC, the CEO. He loves AMC. He, he's rotted down with AMC. He's going to hold AMC. Um, I'm wondering if his investors are going to go with him. I really do. I wonder, because here's the thing, right? Um, there's three, at least three different narratives behind why everyone loves AMC all of a sudden. The three narratives are this. Now, hear me out. Hear me out. I know some of y'all may be uh, you know, I see I, you know, sometimes I, sometimes when I do videos like this and it's a popular topic, we'll bring in people that are new to the platform and they'll come in and start getting mad because getting their feelings or whatever. Like, like, oh, you're, you're hating. You're being, you're, you know, screw this guy, whatever. Right. No, just just bear with me. Just hear this out. Hear this out. Because I'm, I'm you know, I'm not a stupid person, but you know, I, I don't know everything. But let me break this down for you. There's three narratives that's being laid out for why AMC is so popular. Uh, the first narrative is that the short squeeze, we're going to stick it to the man, you know, because AMC was one of the most highly shorted stocks uh, out there, right? And uh, and so the short sellers, uh, the big Wall Street guys, 
Uh, the argument was, you know, we're going to go kick these guys in the butt, take all their money and run. Robin Hood, rob, rob from the rich, give to the poor. I, I don't think I think things are rarely that simple. Uh, they, you know, things that sometimes appear to be populist. In most cases, they have a backdoor mechanism that is not so populist that you don't even know about. Like, like the for example, you can't tell me the whole Black Lives Matter movement wasn't driven by some big money donor who said, "Let's create this thing and make and pretend like it's grassroots." Right, the Tea Party movement by the Republicans, they, they, you know, they, they they gave this appeal like, "Oh, we're we're grassroots and we're just a bunch of angry parents and we're just sick of it." No, the Tea Party had billion billionaires in the background that were like, hey, we're going to give money to the activists and make it appear that this was spontaneous. I, I think the AMC, um, Reddit, or GameStop, all this stuff, it, it, I don't think it's just a bunch of 22-year-olds who just decided to get radical all of, them, it, all of a sudden. I think that there are some Wall Street experts that are behind this whole movement saying – we're going to uh, manipulate the populace in a specific way, so we so I can stick it to my rivals, um, and that's fine. I don't care about that, right? Uh, but the short squeeze narrative was that was the one the original narratives. Remember, if you remember, they would talk about how they were sick of these Wall Street guys exploiting people and blah 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 and manipulating stock prices. So we're going to push the price up so that when they short these shares, they're going to have to buy them back at an insanely high price and they're going to lose a lot of money. And, and a lot of headlines reflected that there are major companies that lost billions of dollars just like that. Okay, fine. No problem. The other narrative that, um, that I've seen is, uh, you know, this narrative that it's, uh, you know, like, like either pump and dump or money grab that it's basically like, okay, let's all concentrate all of our buying uh, of, of stocks and options in this one company because we can ma- manipulate the price of this one company and we're going to push this price up, 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 up so we can make money. And uh, and, and then at some point, here's the thing, at some point, you know, the, the, the insiders, the people who originated the original push are going to get out, right? Because they know that the, the stock isn't worth this price and at some point it's going to fall back down. So they're getting out. And the people that are left holding the bag, it's like a game of musical chairs, right? And the music stops, and the people that don't have a chair are the people who jumped in at $46 a share, knowing that stock used to cost $10. And and, and they're thinking, but they're thinking it's gonna go to the moon, right? They've been you know told that it's gonna go to the moon, and so they end up with this $10 stock that used to they cost them $46, and that money goes to somebody else, right? I think that there are people in that crowd who are doing that. I, I believe and maybe all of these things are true, right? Maybe there's some people who are saying, yeah, I'm, I do this because I'm sticking it to the man. This is what would interest me. I'd love to see a survey of all the Redditors and the AMC apes. And I'd like to see like, why are you doing this? What is your motivation? The motivation and the incentive is what's going to explain everything. So some of them were probably saying, oh, we want to short squeeze. We want to stick it to the man. Some of them are saying, shoot, I want to get paid. I want to make some money, man. I don't know how many of you, give me a yes or no. How many of you are, are looking at this uh, AMC thing and, and, and not even really thinking about the principle behind it, but you just want to make some bread. You want to get, you want to figure out when to get in and when to get out so you can get paid. Raise your hand. I'm raising both hands because that's where I'm at. I don't care about the short squeeze, stick it to the man, blah, blah. Man, whatever, man. That, you, you, you keep all that. How many of you are in this because you want to make some money for your family or, or, or for yourself? Uh, it's okay. That's okay too. Give me a yes in the chat if you are a person who's just in it to win it. And, and, and you don't care if it's AMC, IBM, uh, Google, uh, Amazon. <laughs> you don't care what the company is. You just want to know, okay, when should I buy and when should I sell so I can know when to evacuate the building? I want to know where the money resides, right? That's it. A lot of people are in that category. you know. And, 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 and that's interesting to me because 
the CEO, Adam Aaron, is speaking to this population as if they love the company as much as he does, or he's trying to get them to want to be in a long-term relationship, when many of them are therefore hitting and quitting. They're there because they're like, look, we just want, I just want to get some, man. I want to get some money. You know, <laughs> that's it. You know, and then the last piece is, um, you know, he, he, the third category of investor is, um, is, is the group I think he's talking to the most. And these are the people that want to hold this company for good. The ones that want to just, you know, like he, like he uses this terminology. Again, I'm not making fun of it. It's just what I've seen. He's saying, he's saying, I'm going to grow your company. We're going to make AMC great again, mega, 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 right? And um, and 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 it's interesting, right? Like I, I can see people going getting into that too, right? I can see some people saying, "Yeah, this is my company. I feel empowered because I own AMC," <clears throat> and um, and that could be okay, right? I think a lot of that's going to come down to the amount of vision that the uh, executive team has in terms of making AMC into what they want it to be. Here's what here's what ain't going to happen. What ain't going to happen is that AMC is going to make enough revenue from that base of traders, that 3.2 million investors, to to build that you know 5.4 billion dollar year in in in, uh, in income or revenue. In order for them to make 5.4 billion or whatever they made in 2019 from 3.2 million people, let me see. Each of those people would have to spend uh, what is it about maybe 1,500 dollars a year at an AMC theater. They're not going to spend fifteen hundred dollars a year at AMC, uh, and so they're, 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 you know, so so this idea that because you've got this populist base that loves you and they're they're brand loyalists, that they're going to generate enough revenue for you to really move this big gigantic behemoth of a company forward, that's not going to happen, right? Um, so I'd be curious. I I really think I'm really hopeful that as the economy reopens again, if you want to be optimistic about the future of AMC, uh, if you're a MAGA guy, which I'm really not, but let's pretend like I am, um. I think that maybe you can pivot, right? And, and take so you take this money, you sell a bunch of shares, you get a you get a stack of cash, you go and you get rid of some of your debt. You, so you're slimming your company down, making it a little bit leaner and more effective. You bring in some innovative people that can help you to that who can say, well, you got X number of theaters around the country. Let's start doing this in order to make the theaters more appealing. Let's do this thing over here. Let's maybe do virtual reality sessions. Let's laser tag. I don't know what the hell it would be, but something interesting, something new, something cool and hip, a video game, uh, you know, conventions, conference. I, I have no idea. I do, know what, not, do not know the answer to that question, but something that's innovative that allows them to use their assets in a more effective way. Because right now I'm not really too sure how well you can make the money they were making without having the market power that theaters used to have. There was a time where all the studios had to put their money through the theaters. That time is gone. Now they have tested the model. They have done new releases. COVID forced them to test new releases by just sending right out to the public. You saw that with Disney and other companies. And Disney's like, yo, wait a minute. You mean you mean I ain't got to pay the connect anymore to get to the customer? It's like like a dope, like the dope game. I've been watching Snowfall, so maybe I'm in my dope dealer mode. So you're like, wait a minute. Okay, so I got to pay you a fee to get to your connect. But if I kill you off and just go straight to the connect, I can make that much more profit. So basically, movie theaters were the connect. They connected uh, studios to the customer. Now the studios are like, we don't need the middleman, and we're not going to pay the middleman. So that takes away a lot of the market power that companies like AMC had. It doesn't mean they can't make money. doesn't mean they can't be profitable, but they can't operate at the scale like they used to. They're not the big fish in town anymore. They're not the big kahuna. They're not the 800-pound gorilla anymore. They're more like the, you know, 
the, the 40 pound puppy, right? But but a 40 pound puppies can be okay too. It's all right. You just got to know you're a puppy. Stop thinking you're a gorilla. You ain't a damn gorilla. You're a puppy. So that's what I'm seeing right now. Um, I hope you make a lot of money, man. I really do. AMC stock, as, as we were talking, it went from 38 to 40. Uh, it looks like a fun investment right now. Um, in fact, right now, just to show you guys that I'm not a complete hater, I'm going to go ahead and actually buy 200 shares. I'll tell you guys how it went. So I'm buying 200 shares of AMC. Like, not 200. Let me buy 150. I don't want to be crazy. Alicia might get mad at me. All right. So I bought 150 shares of AMC. Right now, you can see the transactions going through. So I, it cost me $5,995. I'll let y'all know how it goes. Maybe we can all get rich. So just know I'm not a hater on your investment. Uh, if, if you get happy, I'll be happy with you. So our, our interests are aligned. That's what you call positive correlation. Okay. Uh, me and my wife were debating about uh, collinearity and correlations and uh, and latent variable problems and statistical regressions. And we just looked at each other and said, how often can a black man marry a beautiful black woman with sexy curves who can debate him about collinearity and correlation in a regression model. And she said, yeah, I can't have this conversation with anybody. And then we gave each other a kiss. It was the most romantically nerdy thing you've ever seen in your life. And I'm going to tell you, ain't nothing like having a beautiful, smart black woman next to you. And uh, and that, that's made my life 100% better. So God bless everybody. Uh, one more thing, too. We have stock market investing class every Tuesday in the Black Stock Market Program. If you are interested, uh, feel free to go sign up. The first month is free. There is literally five years of content already. You can jump right in. You will be better. You will be smarter. And if you don't feel that way, just let us know. We will give you your money back. So the Black Stock Market Program, we have thousands of students. They, they all grow. They all learn. Everybody's better off. So feel free to go to the blackstockmarketprogram.com. We also have a community at blackenough.com. And so if you're black enough, join us at black enough. And uh, we talk about black stuff. And uh, that's what we do. And you can actually find people uh, like you, B1 people, intelligent black people in your own neighborhood, in your own community. So here's the URL. I put it on a shirt so you guys can see it. There we go. I'm going to lift up. So uh, there, there it is. And uh, you guys have a great day. Please hit the thumbs up button. Thumbs up, share, subscribe. I'm out of here, guys. Have a good day. God bless you. Keep making that bread. I'll check back in with you. Uh, if, if AMC goes up to 50, just know when I check back in, I will be smiling. So I'll talk to you guys later. Love you. Peace.